Hello, welcome back to Half Decent. It's me, Sham, Samuel, and thanks for hanging out. It's been a couple days too long since I posted one of these, but I'm back now. I was a little bit sick. I was doing a bunch of different auditions for exciting, exciting things that I can't really talk about, but you're just gonna have to take my word for it. And most of all, I've been working. I've been trying to save some money. I'm off to Mexico City in about two weeks, a little over two weeks, and then to Acapulco in Mexico from there to watch the Acapulco Tennis Open, and then back to Mexico City, and then back to Canada here, right here in Calgary on March 9th. So, I've been busy preparing for the couple weeks leading up to this little trip of mine, and here I am now. Happy Monday. Oh my goodness, February 6th. We're 37 days into the new year, and that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, what am I doing today? Well, I'm gonna show myself off a bit because a lot of people don't do that. Basically, I asked my Instagram and this page here on Anchor to ask me some questions. I wanna know what you wanna know about me. So, I got quite the list of things. I got close friends and family asking me questions just out of the kindness of their heart that they already obviously have the answer to. And I got questions from strangers that I've never heard of in my entire life. I got questions in languages that I don't speak. Um, that's kind of fun. I don't know how that even happened. And I got some questions that I, I like, will never answer on a podcast in my entire life. So... <laughs> I decided I was just going to go through all of them and make a general list of things that I think you want to know. And the point of this, the reason I'm doing this is because if you know what this podcast is about, it's about becoming your own best friend. It's about me being my own best friend. And I'm not going to sit here and try to be cocky about anything. And if you're hearing all of these clicking and poppings, it's my jaw. My jaw is in so much pain. I popped it out the other day, blamed my wisdom teeth surgery for like like two and a half years ago for causing me jaw problems. And I, I, ugh, I go on a huge rant about that. But anywho, I'm gonna talk about myself. Sorry about the popping. And I'm gonna be my own best friend because what does a best friend do when someone else asks about your best friend? You talk them up. You talk about their shit. And you just kind of talk about them. You teach people about them. So I assume if you're listening to this podcast, then, well, one, I want to be your friend because you're listening to me. That means I need more people like you in my life. And two, you maybe want to be my friend. I hope so. If you're listening to me, we can be friends. Let's chill. Let's hang out. I'm not too busy this week now that I got all my stuff done. I, I say that now. I'm probably going to be pretty busy, but come hang out. You know what it is. Shoot, I don't know why I said I'm not too busy. I got headshots, I got audition, I got work, I got on-call. Anywho, we could be friends. So, let's show myself off, and I'm going to go on a little tangent for each question that I reiterated down on my phone here. Alright. When did you get into acting, Sam? Well, in grade 3 and 4, I had a teacher, Mr. Hetherington. Rest in peace, him. He was flawless. What a great teacher. He didn't give you homework like books to go home and do math in grade 3 and 4. No. No, it wasn't building blocks either, and it wasn't shapes, and it wasn't clocks. He would send us home and with a video tutorial on how to build a pirate ship out of a cereal box. Or he'd send us home with the assignment of make a catapult with your parents or guardians this week and bring it back to class and we'll have a contest 
he would do things like try and make paper mache things that float all really really like smart ideas because it teaches you physics math and just true fun out of absolutely nothing so what a great teacher and he put on plays at the end of every single school year what a gem he would write the entire thing himself and he would produce it with his entire class of either grade three or fours and i was in his third and fourth grade class so man we had some cool cool opportunities and i was lucky as hell oh man i miss that guy what a good guy and my parents also at the just a little side note they were the kind of parents that volunteered on every single school field trip everything like that if they were in town if they were around you would find them with my class at the zoo at the science center on a walk whatever it is they'd be there so i was pretty lucky for that which means the teachers like me and that's not just down to being a little bit of a teacher's pet because I'm sure it was a little bit annoying here and there, but I still did get in trouble for shit. I was kind of annoying in terms of talking, but maybe not to the other kids. It was more so I was a distractor. But again, since my parents came to the school all the time when they were buddy-buddy with every single teacher I had, the teachers liked me because there wasn't a whole lot of lying or sassing or whatever going around because my parents would know before the end of the day what was wrong before I would. So, with that, I got a couple lead parts in the third and fourth grade play. I remember the third grade play was a pirate play. He wrote a pirate play and I don't really remember it too well, but I do remember the fourth grade one because a lot happened around that. I spent months and months and months studying this script. I was the main character. I was the knight, I think, maybe the king, whomever the hell. I was them, and I remember after our daytime performance to the rest of the elementary school, keep in mind elementary school where I went, only went from kindergarten until grade four, and then middle school was grades five to nine, and that varies a grade or two around the city, but that's what mine was, and high school was 10 to 12. So elementary school, we put it on for all of them during the day. I took the school bus home, and I remember with a couple of my friends playing Ding Dong Ditch because that was something we just loved doing. And what did we do? We Ding Dong Ditched. Kind of often, to the point where like houses were threatening to call the cops on like us eight or nine year olds. But we did it anyways. And I remember running away from a house that afternoon after I rang their doorbell, slipping on some gravel, karma, and smacking my arm on the pavement and falling on top of it and I don't know what happened, but it was hurt. I sprained my arm and it was bad. And I had a performance that night. We had to put on the play for the parents that evening. That was the important one. That was the one that I could not miss. And I was so upset. I remember I was wearing tights, like tight blue tights, like ballet tights, because I was, it was medieval times. I was in a cape. I was in like fancy ass hats with feathers. We were doing dances around like poles, that sounds bad. Dances around poles with ribbons and shit. Medieval time stuff, and it was so cool. So that's when I got into acting. And what was my dream job as a kid? That's what follows this. Oh yeah, it fluctuated a bit. I've always dreamt of being an actor, that's for sure. But putting that aside, I'd say firefighter was my very first kind of idea. I remember people considering them super brave. I was born right before 9-11, um, so I do remember a lot of different conversations about planes and flights when I was really, really young. Like, you know those barely, 
Like, the memories you have when you're barely a toddler, and you don't know what's going on, but you just have these images in your head from when you were little. Maybe that's just me, but I do got quite a few of those. And I remember lots of it being around firefighters and planes and airports and stuff. And that was also because my parents liked traveling a lot. And again, that had just happened a couple years prior. So I think my first dream job was becoming a firefighter. And then throughout the school time of my life, I didn't really narrow down anything too specific. I always dreamed of opening my own reptile store and selling turtles, but the older I got, the more illegal I realized that can be. And I was just like, you know what? I think I'd rather love my own pets because my turtle died last week and I don't think I can operate an entire store. I would have to disassociate too much. I worked, at the, we'll get into this later, this is a different question, but I worked at Petland for a couple years in the fish and reptiles department and I didn't even like selling the animals because I didn't want to say bye. So, dream job? Eh, actor. And I'm doing it. I'm killing it. But now podcast host and as a kid, I guess it was firefighter. <laughs> New one. Sidetracked. Different question. When did you stop eating meat, Sam? When did I stop eating meat? I, hmm. I know I tried a couple times in junior high to be a vegetarian. It was always something that I really wanted to do. I got into YouTube super early and I was I was quite the overweight kid that spent most of the day on my like DS or my little Blackberry tablet or my phone watching YouTube and eating too much food. So out of all things, I was pretty I was pretty into the environment. I loved my turtles, I loved my my animals, I loved all that, so the idea of being a vegetarian was something I always wanted. And I'm not one anymore. But I completely cut out all meat, I want to say, three different times. First one being in, like, the sixth grade. And that only lasted a couple months. I remember, like, cheating myself on it. By, like, sneakily eating a piece of bologna when no one was watching. I was like, why am I... Hmm? And I remember sitting there, too, being like, this is literally just cheating myself. So that was kind of fun. I know I did it again, like later at the beginning of high school, and that was cool. I remember I was just finishing up puberty and I had not lost the weight that I wanted to as an overweight kid while going into high school. I had slimmed down and grown up a bit, my voice dropped and so did the other parts of me, but I was still overweight in terms of what the doctor wanted. I wasn't obese, I wasn't anything, but I was I weighed more than I would have liked. So I remember trying different diets and this isn't good and this could be a whole conversation about like relationship with food honestly but I remember one of the easiest ways for me to cut down on what I was eating was to cut out meat and that's terrible because I honestly honestly could have been much more effective by just cutting carbs a little bit and things like that but I just thought oh if I don't eat meat then I can't eat so many other things and I'm okay with that. So it is what it is. And I did that again until I learned about proper nutrition. And then halfway through the 11th grade, I I remember I became a stoner. <laughs> well, obviously I remember that, but I started eating regular food again. Um, I lived for a good old Big Mac. And then I decided I didn't like pork and beef. It made me feel funny. It never sat well with me. So I only ate chicken and fish. And then towards the end of high school, remember right after spring break actually my mom and I went to Cabo together just her and I and I remember on that trip neither of us were too hungry 
we were a little bit stoners and used to used to doing that back home in Canada and that just wasn't really the option so we didn't have much of an appetite and we were just kind of talking about health my mom's a yoga instructor and I decided I was gonna go in for it in a healthy kind of way when I got back and I did and I started just cutting out all meat besides fish um so that was when I did it and that lasted well until I want to say until I was almost 19 because it was like that when I moved to Vancouver and still didn't have a great I want to say I'm definitely not a great relationship with food but also I don't even know maybe just not the best knowledge on nutrition and then I got a nutrition coach and he taught me about protein and about how different things work holy crap do you hear my jaw right now it's insane <laughs> and yeah and then after or like right around when i turned 19 years old i started with uh birds again turkey and chicken and fish because i was getting mercury overload from the tuna yeah that's bad that's because of humans i guess it's like don't can tuna too much eat it it's really good for you but don't eat it too much why did i decide to go to vancouver why did i decide on vancouver film school well this is a pretty interesting story actually and I was gonna go to university. I was gonna go to University of Victoria, the University of Victoria, that is. And I was gonna take a child and youth care program and I had the grades for it after high school. Um, there was some programs that I actually wanted to do a bit more, but I didn't have the grades for them. So I could do this and I was going into it kind of half excited. And my parents pulled me aside one day and they just said basically, don't do it you don't want to do this don't you don't really want to study you don't you're not super excited about it don't do it it's like okay like upgrade and do something by the end of the year and i'll tell you why in a second um why they really wanted me to go to school right away and that was that so i decided to go and upgrade some classes and it it, it was a great idea i'm so glad i did that through that, I realized I did not want to study conventionally. I could not do this whole sit down math, science, calculator, English shit. I was over it. It's for some people. I knew it wasn't for me. And I, I knew that from the second I went to upgrade those same classes. I still went though for a couple months. And then my parents said, have you ever thought about going to film school? Like going and being an actor? And that, that was different because throughout all of high school I didn't do acting I did all the plays and like every single year from grades three all the way through grade nine and in the ninth grade I actually did some like production side of things instead of performing and then in high school I dropped it I was a dancer and I danced all these years so instead I took a, a dance program I was in the dance program at my high school which ran for pretty much half the day and almost half my credits to graduate high school came from this dance program, which was quite the big slap in the face because I had spent so long thinking about going and doing something that didn't involve what I spent most of my time doing in school that I actually loved doing. And I didn't go and do dance, but I applied for acting because you know what, that fell under a similar umbrella and I couldn't thank myself more. So I applied to Toronto Film School. I auditioned for them and I heard back a few weeks later and they accepted me and it was super exciting and I was gonna go to Toronto. 
And that happened around October of 2018. And then November rolled around. I had found a place to live. I had found an apartment and school was going to begin on like January 3rd, 2019. Things were rolling, things were going good. I was kind of still going to upgrading because I didn't have much else to do besides work. And my, I think my, my girlfriend at the time, but I wound up getting a call one day while I was sitting in class for Vancouver Film School from Vancouver Film School. And I didn't know what to do. I was sitting in upgrading and I just saw Vancouver Film School. I hadn't applied. I hadn't done any of that. My sister was transferring that year from UVic to UBC, which is University of British Columbia in Vancouver. And they were calling me. Like, okay. So I left class, picked it up, and they said, Hey, is this Sam? Like, yeah. Or Samuel. Like, yeah, this is this is he. Like, hey, we uh you're going to Toronto Film School. Yeah, I am. Like, oh, we see your like stuff here. Uh, what could we say to have you come apply to join us over here? It's like, um, basically, you could just ask nicely. I like Vancouver didn't even cross my mind. I was sent Toronto, so I just kind of aimed and shot with Toronto. But I was like, you know what? I could do that. They said, okay, school starts New Year's Day, 2019. It's like, what? It's like, oh, actually, on the 2nd. So, January 2nd, 2019. It's like, oh, shit. So, they still needed me to do a couple auditions and whatnot. I, I got it. I got in. And I was enrolled in what was called the Essentials Program. And that began, like I said, January 2nd. And what the Essentials Program was is it's a four-month intensive program. By intensive, I mean it was... Uh, 8 a.m. till about 4 or 5 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and every second or third Saturday and Sunday. It was a lot. There was no time for a part-time job. That was not going to be included. There was no housing. You had to find your own apartment, and it wasn't like one campus. It was like Vancouver Film School campus was all of downtown Vancouver, and you walked from building to building. If you live in Vancouver, you, you see VFS signs everywhere. But I was like, all right, let's do it. So I started the Essentials program. I moved New Year's Day 2019. I had a, <laughs> I went, I remember I went to a New Year's Eve party in my neighborhood the night before and I walked home. And then the next morning I woke up with all my bags packed, all my shit packed to up and leave after this literally three week decision. And I called my friends to come say goodbye. They were so, so hungover and tired and they barely made it to my front door as my parents were like, we need to go. So that was that and I started it and I did the four month essentials program and met some of the best friends I think I could ever have. I haven't seen most of them in a couple of years, but I met some of the greatest friends I think I will ever make in this life in that four months. And then after the four months, you get an offer or you don't to the one-year intensive diploma program, which used to be a three-year diploma program until they made it another intensive program, just like Essentials. Monday to Friday, nine to five, or eight to five, or eight to four. And it was a lot, but I was loving it. I was loving my life. I was coming out of the closet. It was great. It was great. So that's why I decided on VFS. And my first thoughts, I think that you can kind of tell, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I made some of, like I just said, how I made some of the best friends, but I I came out of the closet to my family within just like 
six months of living there, I wound up getting bed bugs while living there. I can talk about my living in Vancouver experience and a whole other thing, but the school itself, it was incredible. I, I've talked about before how it's basically just one entire program about learning to understand your emotions. That's what acting is, is learning to understand your emotions and learning how to control them, but also how to let them control you, but how to not let them take over you, but how to change your emotions to be in a certain physical space or stance, headspace kind of situation. So that's why I'm so obsessed with mental health because I can't tell you the amount of therapy that school just gives you. Just like absolutely shoves down your throat. In good ways, in bad days. I'm getting emails right now if you can hear that, sorry. But it was incredible. It was super, super awesome. Someone asked if I had any famous teachers. I mean, I have, I had quite a few teachers that were like different, but like, I, I won't say stars, but like different main characters on popular Netflix shows. Went to school with some people on Riverdale. That was, that was kind of fun. I've never been Riverdale stuff a couple times too, but like at the time it was pretty sick. Um, probably the most impressive one for actual teachers that I had. If you ever watched The Vampire Diaries, Aunt Jenna, her name is Sarah. She was awesome. She was so cool. She was one of our movement teachers and just our general acting teacher for a while. And um, man, she was really awesome. And I was starstruck for the first couple classes because I loved that show. And one of the first times I ever cried in a TV show was, sorry, spoiler alert, but when they killed off Aunt Jenna in Vampire Diaries, and even she talked about that with our class. So that was pretty cool. That was It was definitely the coolest experience I've had up until being 22 years old. That's into the next one. Coolest celebrity experience? I, I, this is easy. I have an odd flex, but I have quite a, a, quite a good number of celebrity meeting stories under my belt from Andrew Garfield to Sarah to the one I'm going to tell you, which is the Modern Family Cast Party in LA. That was incredible. Me and one of my best friends at the time out in Vancouver, we were flown out to LA the weekend after Halloween 2019, like the day after Halloween actually, and we attended the Modern Family Cast Party. That was because they had just wrapped up filming on their final season. The party was sponsored by Cadillac, so we got to show up in a Cadillac Escalade. And I remember, I remember Kyle Hanagami, who is an incredible choreographer from LA, dance choreographer. And I remember him coming to the house that we were at with the person that brought us out and having drinks with us. And I was just absolutely shaking because I was not expecting to see him. And I might get killed for this, but I've never seen Modern Family and I definitely hadn't at the time. I knew what it was, obviously, but I had never seen it. So I wasn't like super, super obsessed with any of the stars on there. Obsessed is a bad word, but I wasn't super, super starstruck by any of the stars on there because I just wasn't super, super into the show. I was, however, super, super obsessed with Kyle Hanagami's choreography that I had learned week after week after week after year after year after year. And he walked in and we were just buddies because we were both about to be starstruck by Sofia Vergara together. Meanwhile, he didn't realize that I was freaking out on the inside. So the Modern Family Cast Party is definitely the coolest flex I have. Um, there's no way to talk about it in a humble way. 
we showed up in a Cadillac Escalade. It was tequila only. Everyone was decked out to the nines. The party was at a house that they used while filming A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. If you remember the scene where they're getting ready for a wedding, that's the house. They had this massive pool. They had these catering people walking around with like chicken and waffles and like arancinis and stuffed potatoes. Oh, so good. And yeah, met the whole cast. <laughs> My friend and I got a photo by one of the photographers there. And we got a couple photos and we even have photos in this photo booth there. But the photographer was taking some photos and we went up to him after a bit and asked, hey, how, like, how can we get a hold of these? You've taken some pretty cool photos. And he goes, oh, just text like Jesse or someone after for them. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, Jesse, as in Jesse Tyler Ferguson, as in the redhead dad from Modern Family. So yeah, that was funny. I've still never seen those photos. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was cool. Did had some drinks with like the cast. It was that was that was one of the coolest flexes I had. I remember Sarah Highland put me on her Instagram story, just because I posted something and she reposted it. And um, that was finally when all of my friends and stuff that I had told I was doing this with like less than 48 hours notice. I was in Vancouver and told all my Calgary friends. They basically didn't believe a thing I was saying because they didn't really know what life was like out in Van for me yet. And sure enough, once you put me on there, they were like, holy shit, what's happening to your life? And here we are now, me with my own podcast, you know, did a full, full uh, circle, I guess. And I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> the next question is so, so different than the last one. Petland or Camp Counselor? Petland is the pet store that I worked at. I was a supervisor for a little while, a couple years in the fish and reptiles department. I started there when I was like 16, left there when I was like 18. Uh, to go to school in Vancouver, VFS. And in the summers, I was a camp counselor. I did canoeing and kayaking. That was my specialty. Actually, one of them, but there was like proper instructors for that. I just loved canoeing and kayaking. And yeah, uh, they're both different. The Petland one was awesome because I love animals. I love fish tanks, my turtles, obviously. So that was just exciting for me every day to like be able to go in and like a not busy shift, I could keep myself entertained like nobody's business in that store. I can do that when I'm not working. So it was it was nice. However, the uniforms that we had to wear, a safari uniform, the baggiest, heaviest clothes you can even imagine. And that, that was no bueno. Camp counselor though, yeah, it, that's gotta take the cake. It was the best, the best, two summers in a row of my life. Not to mention I attended the camp for like eight or nine years as a camper when I was young. So that was incredible. I loved being a camp counselor. Oakley was my name. I still have kids coming up to me. I'll be serving at the restaurant and I'll like bring them a beer and they'll be like, eh, are you Oakley? Yeah. Are you 12 years old? Because that was the last time I saw you. So definitely, definitely an awesome experience. It made me realize I don't think I could ever be a teacher unless it was like gym. Then I would love being a gym teacher. Do, do, do. And I got a couple more here, but you know what? I'm gonna skip them and go to the last one because this is coming on half an hour now. What is my biggest achievement in the first month of 2023? And I've been thinking about how to answer this one like since I started recording this episode, but I have a couple. However, the biggest one has got to be this podcast, and it's 
different because I started this before like 2023 started, not too long before, but before. And I didn't promote it until a couple weeks ago in January. So that I'd say is my biggest accomplishment. I wasn't sure how I was gonna do it and I just decided to go for it. And on top of staying consistent with posting at least a couple times a week, every single week, whether or not I love the episode, I'm still doing it. And gaining more people that apparently love to listen to me talk to while I'm doing it, that's incredible. So I'd say my biggest accomplishment is the fact that I even have this podcast and that I promoted it and the people that I've gotten to watch it. Definitely my biggest accomplishment, actually. And that's with like the way I've been consistent at the gym as well, just consistency. My biggest accomplishment in the first month has been my consistency in my personal goals in moving towards my personal goals. So that's deep and whatnot, and it's not too specific, but it's it's the truth. I'm pretty happy with myself for the way I've navigated the first month of this year. And I hope that you're proud of yourself too, because again, I'm my own best friend and you're your own best friend. We can still be each other's best friends, but you're with yourself from day zero to transition, end day, whatever you wanna call it, I'm not going to say the day you die because that's just gut-wrenching. But if that hits harder at home, then yeah, you're with yourself from day one till the day you die. So be your own best friend. But there's nothing wrong with it. Gosh, I know some people are so embarrassed. Like, oh, well, what are you going to get from what are you gonna get from being your own best friend? Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, wouldn't you rather make other connections? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I'll get married one day. I would love to. But maybe not. I don't know about marriage. But you know, you know what I mean? I'd like to be with someone for the rest of my life. However, how am I going to do that in a happy way with someone else if I'm not with myself? And that's the most cliche thing you've ever heard in your entire life. But it's so true. If you can't sit and watch an hour and a half long, two hour movie by yourself, like without a bunch of distractions or your phone or with like, if you truly couldn't sit down and watch a movie without throwing your phone across the room without any snacks with maybe just a water bottle and no distractions and sit down and watch it besides maybe pausing it to pee why do you think it's okay that you can do it when someone else is with you i get it you don't like being alone but you might as well become best friends with yourself if you enjoy being with someone else more than you enjoy being with yourself that's weird And I get enjoying being social. I get enjoying going out and making connections. And I get like, not everyone enjoys a lot of alone time, but if it's truly hard for you to do that, don't don't tell yourself that that's a good thing because it's not. You gotta be your own best friend every single day. So talk yourself up, show yourself off a little bit. Ask yourself some of the questions that'll maybe help you hype up a bit. I don't know, have a good week, it's Monday. Don't overthink things. Just do it. Like Nike said, just do it. Splash your face with some cold water. I don't think anyone realizes how much that like really changes your mood. If you like get some super cold water, I mean like let the cold water run for a minute as if you want it boiling hot but cold and then splash it on your face. Maybe that's easy here because the ground is frozen, but give it a shot. That honestly is the only way I know how to go to work is no matter how down I'm feeling or whatever about it, like not feeling like going, even I could convince myself completely that I'm just not gonna go. 
if I just put all my stuff to do it, get all my stuff ready to leave the house and go splash my face with cold water after I brush my teeth or something, or just splash it in general, throw on some cream again, feel refreshed, it, it helps you not overthink things. It helps you just do it. So, love you. Thanks for listening. This is the coolest 32 minutes of my day so far. And I'll catch you next time in just a couple days. Take care. Have a half decent day and a fantastic week. Bye.